This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Jetson's there. Billy Head. A goal. Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Stephen Schindler. A chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! It's business time, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the warm-up episode 35. The season's start is just days away, and like a kid at Christmas, we can't wait to unwrap the present that is an opening league match against Derby County. Joining me, your host, Freddie Frost, to preview the encounter at Pride Park is my co-host, Josh Phillips, who is so excited for this match that he's actually recording this podcast while he's on holiday. How are you, Josh? Very well, mate. Very well. Yeah. A bit of dedication, but, you know, nice to have a little break from the sun, isn't it? And what better way to do it than to talk about Huddersfield Town v Derby? 100%. We haven't got a guest this week, um, but we like to play a little game when we do have a guest, but we're going to tweak it slightly this week. But um, it's called Trash Talk. So for the listeners who didn't get a chance to listen to the Sheffield Wednesday preview, can you tell us a little bit about it? Okay, so normally it'll be yourself and the guest uh, doing like a, it's an auction style game. So I'll set a topic. So last week we had um, how many Sheffield Wednesday managers since 2010 can you name? And then you and Matt had a little auction. Uh, you said that you started on three, he said four, five, etc. And then you call the other person out when you say, All right, I don't think you can name five in 30 seconds. And then that person has to then try and name the number that they said they could do. However, this week, as we don't have a guest, I'm going to set a challenge for you and also for the listeners to play along with at home. And the topic is 
Uh, how many players can you name who have played for both Huddersfield Town and Derby County in 30 seconds? And I'm going to set the bar. I think par for this hole is going to be five. So I'm going to set the timer and you will have 30 seconds. I'm giving you a bit of thinking time here to name as many players to have played for Huddersfield Town and Derby County as you can in 30 seconds. Are you ready? Oh, no, I think I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to get five, mate. I'm, I'm having a proper blank, but let's do it. You'll get more than one. More than I one. think I'll get more than one. Yeah. Okay. Right. We'll, we'll see how you get on. So your time starts now. Uh, Dwayne Holmes. Correct. Scott Malone. Correct. Um, does Stearman count? Richard Stearman? This is not technically signed. Uh, we'll go Stewards Inquiry on that one. Keep going. Okay. Um, oh. 10 seconds. Oh, I'm, having, I'm having a proper mind blank. Oh, um, nah. I People screaming at home. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, this is bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. That's got nothing. Things up. So how many did you name? Got two. Two. Two and, got a, nothing two left. and, a, two and a half. Is yeah, he, is, he, is he signing for Derby? Is he? He's well. He's on trial, so I don't know. If okay. Counts. Well, I'll be very lenient and give you that. All right. So free. Well, uh, you said Dwayne Holmes, didn't you? Did yeah. You said Ben Hamer. Oh no, I didn't. You say you, you Richard Keo. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, this is terrible. Theo yeah. Oh yeah, Theo. Yeah. Scott Malone. You said. Uh, Jeff yep. Butterfield, John Stead, Kevin Kilbert. They're the ones I've got written down. I'm sure there's many more. But they're the ones that I could remember and ones that I've got off the internet. So I'm afraid, mate, you've you've uh, you failed in your task to name five. Disappointing. It's n- it's not good with this reputation as a fraud. I think I've already been called a fraud twice here, so this isn't this isn't good. Oh, um, I feel like I've stitched you up here. No, no, it's all right. Uh, it's, it's you know. It's good to know that you don't tell me the games before so I can just fail miserably. That must be fun to listen to. Exactly. It's not just an entertainment, it's an education. <laughs> Spot on. Um, so we'll, I'll tell you what, we'll move on to players I do know uh, who play for Derby and we, we always pick a key player here. Um, so have you picked a key player for Derby? I think we normally do a scene a scene set, but obviously because it's the first game of the season. Um we're not really going to do that. But I think it's, you know, to all the listeners, I think it's pretty clear Derby aren't in a good way at the moment. Um, there's even talk about them not having enough players for this team uh, for this game on Saturday. So um, in terms of key players, there's not many to choose from because there's not many you can... in general. But um, what are you key Derby? Well, as you say, it's... Um... It's tricky, um, given we don't know who's going to be playing for them. But two that have definitely got on board are Colin Kazim Richards, who, you know, he's, he's always a threat. He's, he's not going to be quiet uh, during Saturday's game. You're going to notice him. He's going to be buzzing about. Uh, he's not got the best goal-scoring record, but, you know, he's, he's a trier. And uh, I think we'll, uh, he's one to watch. But I think the most talented player on the books is still Tom Lawrence. Um I know he's, uh, he's gone off the boil a bit last season or two, but 
Um, you know, he's, he's a quality player. He's got that um, that eye for goal, which we we saw on the, the opening day a couple of seasons ago against Derby when he, he tore us apart. And he's, he's still got the uh, the ability to do that on his day. Uh, it's just a question of, you know, is he is he going to recover from this uh, the setback he's had the last season or two of loss of form and you know his career has not gone the way he would have hoped it it would. But on the other hand, he's still got time to turn it around. He's still young enough. He's only 27. Uh, so I'd say of the players that they've they've got that will definitely be playing on Saturday, I think he's the he's the most talented one, um, and he's the one to watch for town. Yeah, uh, I completely agree, mate. He was my my key player. He's their captain now as well. Um, he's of interest to West Brom, but I don't think that move's going to happen before before the game on Saturday. Um, I don't think Derby can uh, allow it really for their sake, but at the moment. But yeah, um, yeah, good player. Obviously, I, I'm sure fans will remember. I want to prove my knowledge here. Uh, first game back after we relegated from the Premier League, two one. Tom Lawrence got both goals. Uh, I remember it because Tommy Elphick, um, with his interesting looping chest, just hitting it straight up into the air, and yeah, uh, that's, Derby that's that. Yeah. Um, Bit of a weird one. I don't. I don't think you know. Using your chest in football always works out the best. But anyway, anyway. Um, so yeah, no. He's he's obviously we town have seen what he can do against them before. Um, and like you say, there's Derby a lot of trouble on and off the field at the moment. Um, and he is the one to watch. Um, I think it's fair to say. Um, but we'll move on. Uh, to town key players. Um, we have more to choose from in this, Josh. Um, so who did you pick for town for the one to watch and you think he'll do good in this game? Well, town's key player for this game. Um, it's a tricky one. I think Dwayne Holmes will be up for it um, up against Wayne Rooney, who, you know, he made, you know, neither of them they made, made quiet that they were not, they didn't have the best working relationship. Mm-hmm. So he was one that I considered uh, I think he'll have a good game. Uh, elsewhere, you know, you look, you're looking at Harry Toffolo. He scored at Derby a couple of years ago, so uh, he's got good memories in that ground. But I think for me, it, it depends if he plays uh, Lee Nichols. Um, so for that reason, I'm not going to go for Lee Nichols. So I'm I'm going to go for. You know, actually, you know, I'm going to go for Dwayne Holmes. I, I think I think it's his time. He seems to have this right wing spot pretty settled um, and I think he, he can make an impact in this game um, against his old club as we said point to prove uh, I think he'd be bang up for it and I can see him creating a fair bit I was going to go for Lewis O'Brien um, hopefully he's still here uh, come Saturday um, and I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll have another great game in midfield if he is here but yeah I think for me I'm going to go for Dwayne Holmes to Sting is former club. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. I think that's a good pick. Um, you talked about Nichols there earlier. Um, I think I saw in the examiner, Carlos kind of confirmed that Nichols is going to be the number one for this game. Um, All right. So what, what are your thoughts to that, really? I know you've said you're not the biggest fan of Schofield. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so, and we saw, um, him, he obviously said two penalties in the shootout against Wednesday, are you are you pleased with that decision? Yeah, I would say I am pleased with that. Um, nothing. I'm not going to sit here and slag off Ryan Schofield. He's only 21 years old, which is still very young for a goalkeeper. 
I think really, although it's, it's, it's good that we gave him an opportunity last year for that number one shirt, is it, is it fair to him in long term? Because he's potentially scarred himself. Uh, he's picked up a few scars, and although uh, you know the town, the fans' opinion doesn't really matter. But you know, it's, there'll be more pressure on him because of that, because the fans see him as a little bit fragile, um, especially with a high ball. Um, would it have been better for him to go out on loan and get those mistakes out of his system? Um, I know he's been out on loan before, but another loan. Uh, to further his development, as we've seen with uh, Romani Evans Green today going to Rotherham. Um, would it have been better for him to go to somewhere like that, um, a team in League One? For me, yes. I don't think it was the right decision to play him at the back end of last season. And having brought in Lee Nichols, from what I've seen of him in the friendlies, he looks uh, assured. Um, it's funny how things work out, isn't it? You know, the game on Sunday going to penalty shootout and him saving to. Um, that's certainly not hindered his cause, has it, in becoming number one? So it's funny things like that sometimes play out and it means you go for one keeper over another. Uh, so I think for me, yes, Nichols get him in. But Schofield as number two, is, is that not hindering his development as well? Um, just sat there not playing first-team games. Would we not be better loaning him out and getting in a, another uh, experienced second choice keeper to warm the bench for me yes but I think Carlos has said he wants two number ones uh, two potential number ones but I'm not a fan of that I like to have particularly in the goalkeeper position anyway I like to have a, a one two so for me yes I would start Nichols I think that's the right decision it's his shirt to lose um, and I would as I say loan out Schofield but if not you know Nichols might he might make a few mistakes or get injured and then Schofield's got another chance. But for me, yes, I'm happy with Nichols as first choice starting on Saturday. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you're right. I think what I would say about Schofield, um, obviously people who listened to this last season, there was a period where Matt and I felt it would have been better if he went out of the team for a bit. Um, but if you look at what happened, obviously Hamer, Hamer left to go to Swansea um, and we brought in Lutweiler who didn't play and Joel Pereira when he did come, come in to play two games and conceded 11 goals so he wasn't really challenging. Um, I agree what you mentioned about Eden Screen. you know if Eden Screen isn't going to be I know we're kind of switching players here but if Eden Screen isn't going to be a first choice then uh, I completely agree it makes sense for him to go to a League One team in Rotherham um, who let's be honest weren't a million miles off from us um, to be a starter for them. I think it's a bit different with Schofield, though, um, just because, like you say, Carlos has said, um, he's kind of got two number ones. Now, I agree with you, you can debate about that, whether that's a good thing, but you look at them, um, you know, I know we've said Schofield needs to improve in areas, he's young, but, you know, particularly catching crosses and stuff like that. Um, I think it's good for him, you know, at this moment, obviously at this shaky start and I think if he is going to stick around, he will get opportunities. I think, you know, he, he might not play every game, but he will get opportunities. And I think to have a proper competitor in Nichols, um, he's got something to work for. Like you say, you know, I think in the best teams, you do kind of have a set number one, but it's good to know you always have someone to step up. And, you know, I wouldn't rule out Schofield playing some games in the league this season. And maybe, you know, this is a challenge for him to, to prove in training and you know prove when he does get the nod that he can step up. So 
it'll be it'll be interesting. But I, I agree with you. I think Nichols, based on his performance in the cup, deserves to start. And again, I suppose it's a nice situation for Town to have players who can come in if if you know Nichols goes through a bad patch. So um, the concept of having two number ones, though. Okay, one of them's going to start all the cup games. It, well, as many cup games as we have, uh, and then the other one, you know, if you drop a goalkeeper, it's got to be for a good reason because it's unlike any other position. It's like if you drop a goalkeeper, it's like, well, he's done something seriously wrong. He's made a big mistake, and you're punishing him for that. Um, although it's, it's it's hard not to think like that, um, especially as the goalkeeper. As much as you say it's not a you know it's not a big thing, we just have two number ones going to come in and out of the team. But to drop a goalkeeper is still, for me, it's quite a big thing, which is why I don't like the concept of having two number ones. But if he is going to go that way, then I'm happy to have Schofield uh, and Nichols uh, vying for that position. We will see, mate. We will see. It's a game of opinions, isn't it? Um, we were talking about key players here. Um, we talked about the goalkeeper a lot, but I, I actually did pick Lewis O'Brien for my key player. Um, I think he'll play this game. Um, we saw he had a good game with Mr. Marcelo Bielsa watching in the stands on Sunday. Um, to me, you know, I think what kind of interested me, um, which maybe we didn't see so much last season, was in that Wednesday game, he was quite forward, um, you know, harrying and hustling opponents, winning the ball back. And I do think that's one of his good qualities. Um, and we didn't probably didn't see a lot of that, that last season, uh, but it was encouraging to see it in this game. And, you know, when Lewis O'Brien is on form, I think he's, you know, a great player. That's why he's linked with Leeds. And I wonder, you know, we'll see what happens in the window. It's, it's kind of clear there is interest in him from Leeds United. Um, we can probably talk about when he moves or if he moves um, another time. But, you know, I think this is another game to be like, to show um, why there's such interest in him. And I can see him having a good game in this, particularly if Derby are, you know, a bit patched up, you know, this is a game we could really put a stamp on things in midfield. So, uh, so we've both gone for midfielders, well, slash wingers, which is interesting. So uh, we'll see how it plays out, mate. But we'll, um, we will move on to return to the Mac. So, you know, you mentioned a lot of former town players in, in the trash talk that I did terrible there. Um, is there any former town player you bring back for this game? Is it someone who's played for town and Derby? Not actually, it's not. It's not Theo, but it is. It is another striker. Um, okay. I've gone for the striker position because I feel like it's not the weakest position in the team, but it's part. It's the part of the team where I feel um, we could do with uh, another player up there. Um, someone who's a bit more as the dynamism and the goals. You know, you've got uh, Campbell who's going to put the work rate in. Um, Ward, who's you know his link-up plays pretty nice. You got Rhodes, who's a finisher. Um, but I think the all-round all-round package would be nice, um, and it, I'm going for someone who I've I have I've said before last season. But we have started a clean slate this season uh, yeah, yeah. with the return to Max. I'm going to go for uh, James Vaughan again. Oh, lovely! I was a a fan of his, especially when he first came to town. Uh, I thought he had a bit of everything really, um, and I think playing in this system, I think would really suit him. Um, you know, up front. On his own, although he did when he was at the time the first time. He, well, at the start he was playing sort of with Beckford, wasn't he? But um, I think he's well capable of playing up front on his own. Um, he could lead that line. Um, I think he'd be a good foil for particularly Karoma coming off the left. 
And uh, yeah, I think he'd, he'd put a shift in and he'd, he'd probably get a goal or two. So I'll go for James Vaughan. I've checked my nose. Got to look down, mate. So what I'm going to say is I'm going to piggyback on what you said. And uh, I picked him last season. Um, and to be fair, saved us from relegation. Uh, and we are predicted for relegation by quite a lot of teams. Jermaine Beckford, um, really good for us when he joined, was a finisher. Rhodes and um, Warder, you know, seen as the finishers in the club, but Beckford, you know, I feel town fans could rely on him when he did play for us. And obviously, uh, won't talk about the other team he played for, but, um, you know, he was a good finisher there. So I would pick Jermaine Beckford. Uh, but that's quite a good classic striker shootout there. Be interested to see who comes, from top of, uh, comes out the winner in that poll. Yeah, I like I like Beckford. Yeah, he, he was he scored some key goals for us, didn't he? Um, I don't think we saw the best of him though. I felt I felt like we didn't get a full season out of him, but when he did play, he was very good. Mm. No, I agree. I think what I'm saying as well is like you know, don't want to go with the big guns early. We're not going to do a mat and drop Aaron Moy on day one in a cup game. You know, it needs to be staggered. The big guns will come out. Yeah, that's just uh, that's too gung ho, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 too keen. It's you know, it's um, a false start. Maybe you can clash, but anyway, um, but we are going to now look at the view from the other side. So, um, spoke to uh, Justin Peach. Um, so, Justin, you might have heard in our season preview part two in the media interviews. So, Justin is from the Championship specific podcast, The Second Tier. Um, he's a Derby fan. Um, God bless him. Not having a good time at the moment. And here's what he had to say ahead of the game. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win... Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So hi, Justin. Thanks for coming on. Um, So my first question is, you've predicted Derby to finish 24th in the league on the second tier podcast, um, which is hard to argue with given all the kind of trouble going on at the club. There seems to be breaking news every day. Um, For those who haven't been keeping uh, up to date with Derby can you briefly summarise what's been going on at the club I'd need a fair few hours to summarise but to really keep it quite general Mel Morris has simply ran the club into the ground it's quite a shame really because he obviously put his money into the club to, to get us into the Premier League but it was done without any strategy whatsoever it was just by expensive players and hope for the best and that really isn't the right way to go about it and we're paying for it now there's obviously the EFL 
cases against Derby that have really harmed us. We've got the transfer embargo at the moment because we haven't paid our taxes and we haven't submitted our accounts so we can't actually sign anybody and we're left with absolutely no players at all. Um, so that's really as brief a summary as I can I can give you at the moment. As a fan, how are you feeling about Derby ahead of the new season? I'm quite apprehensive of the new season, mainly because... I'm not apprehensive, actually, probably a little bit worried, mainly because I, we just don't know what's happening. We haven't got a clue. We've only just had season ticket information in the last week, um, which, well, it's, it's a week ahead of the, 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 the game with you guys, and that really is not good enough for a professional club, let alone a club in the, the second tier of English football. So it's everything's just, just not great. But I think I'm just... I mean, personally, I'm just looking forward to getting back and watching Derby. It's, it's a family affair for me. I've been going with my dad for a long time, so it's just good to be back. But I don't know how long that feeling will last. It might last five minutes on Saturday if you guys go on and look pretty early. There's just a lot of worry and, and angst amongst the, the supporters, mainly because we have no idea what's happening behind the scenes because the club simply have just gone into hiding. Do you think Wayne Rooney is the right man to lead Derby based on what you've seen since he's been in charge? Wayne Rooney is an interesting debate. I don't think he's the right man to lead Derby, um, mainly because he just doesn't have the experience. I think experience in this situation is important. I can imagine if Derby had someone like Neil Warnock, a big character, a big personality, an experienced man, they'd have a, a half a chance of getting out of this situation. But they have a novice in charge and we saw the form they went um or they had last season it wasn't it wasn't good at all um but there have been spells where we've looked very very functional very very good he has missed key players Bielik getting injured so early in his tenure did not help things and the inability to bring players in in that January um soon after Rooney was appointed permanently really did not help at all so he has had a lot go, go against him, even more so now. But for me, I don't think he's the right man, but I will get behind him because he hasn't had a chance that any other manager might have. So at the moment, it's not clear whether you can sign players, um, but you've had a few familiar names in trialists. Obviously, Richard Stearman, who played for us previously. Um, are there any players from those trialists that you've been particularly impressed with? Yeah, you're quite right. We can't We can't sign anyone at the moment. There's still a lot of hoops to legal hoops to jump over which is not ideal we're just days away from the, the start of the season um, but as you say we've had some big names on trial the likes of Phil Jagielka Ravel, Ravel Morrison um, Championship Stalwarts Championship Stalwarts in San Boldock and Sonia Luco they've been on trial as well and Richard Stearman I think the one player I've been pleasantly surprised with actually is Ravel Morrison I think the way he's taken to, to playing has been has been quite um, it's been quite nice to see because I think he's been unfairly labelled a, a troublesome player and that's not really the case I read an article actually that he's just been misunderstood and, he, and he's showed his quality in games which is really 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 good um, and uh, the likes of Phil Jagielka and Curtis Davis Curtis Davis obviously was a Derby player last season but isn't at the minute because He's he was actually released, um, but he's back on trial or training with the club with a view to well, not a view. He will get a contract. It's just when we can offer it him. But the likes of you know, Curtis Davis and Phil Jagielka really 
ch uh, old head uh, at the centre of the park or at centre of defence, that will certainly help in a re in a relegation battle. Can you tell me how Derby fans are feeling about this opening league game? Is it uh, a distraction from the off the field issues, or is it a match that you're concerned about? Yeah, Derby fans, Derby fans are feeling quite. Um, I'm trying to find the right word, really. There's a bit of excitement in the air just to get back into the ground, but there's also this just anger and frustration that the club just hasn't um, just hasn't acknowledged any of the situation that's happening. Um, it's been smoke and mirrors from Stephen Pearce and Mel Morris, the two at the top of the club, and it's been just just frustrating and, and hard to really put up with. And I think they've gotten off quite lightly, really. I think Derby fans have been quite polite in a way um but it, it hasn't helped anything and it is it is serving as a bit of a distraction because i can't know i can't imagine how how long it will be, be before the fans start to turn against the club so moving on to the on the field action um what are you expecting from the game against huddersfield i'm expecting a tight game i think in derby's current situation nothing has been lifted wayne Rooney is expecting signing to be made in the next 48 hours but we've heard that line before um, but you know, if we if we're going to have to play kids, I can imagine a pretty pretty significant result against us, shall we say? Um, but if we can get plays in, I imagine a bit of a close game because you know, I think Huddersfield might might struggle in in parts this season. But saying that, they had a good start to the season last season. The optimist inside me would say a one nil Derby win, where we grab it in the 85th minute with a scrappy goal from a corner um, but I can't see past Huddersfield and obviously in Derby's current situation right now they've got 13 senior players contracted the, to the club which is just amateur so I would say a 2-0 win but you know what I'll balance it out I'll go with a 1-1 draw Right so uh, yep Justin uh, that was Justin there um, chatting about Derby um, so yeah, if you think it's bad being a town fan at the moment, um, I think <laughs> listening to Justin, you might feel it, it could be a lot worse is what I would say. Um, but we'll move on uh, to our other section, You're the Boss. So um, Corbran is out and Josh Phillips and Brady Frost are in. Uh, so we're going to suggest two teams, how we want to line up. It's not how we think Carlos is going to line up, how we would line up the team against Derby. Uh, and I'll come to you first, Josh. What is your formation and who are the players you're going to pick for the starting eleven? Okay, well, um, based on Sunday, I thought I thought we did all right. So I'm going to stick with the same formation, which I believe was 4-1-4-1. Um, obviously, there's, there is variations on that and how you see how we line up, but that's what, that's what I'm going with. So I would stick with Nichols in goal, the penalty hero. Uh, Pippa is... Not fit, is he? So, uh, Turton right back. Um, centre backs, I would go with um, Colwell. I think he did pretty well. And Pearson, who is already looking like a, a bit of a leader for us. And I think, as I've said previously, I think he'll be a big player this season. Uh, left back, Toffolo. Uh, Jonathan Hogg in front of those. And then I would obviously have Lewis O'Brien in the midfield as well. And I wouldn't drop Scott High because I thought he had a great game, um, particularly off the ball. When you've got O'Brien and High, um, you know it's a really, really good way to press the opposition, put some under pressure. Um, so I'd have those two in midfield. 
Karoma uh, on the left, um, Dwayne Holmes on the right, who I've picked as my key player, so I can't really drop him, can I? So, uh, yeah, and then up front, this is the one, isn't it? This is, this is a real conundrum, because uh, Ward started against Wednesday, did okay. Um, Rhodes came on, had a couple of chances, but I think that's the kind of player Rhodes is going to be for us this season. I think he's going to be more of a end of the game, come on, get us a goal kind of player. So on that basis, I'm I'm gonna have to play Danny Ward, aren't I? But um, you know, it's not it's not a massively convincing pick, but yeah, Ward gets it for me. Oh, interesting. I I agree. Um, my my team is basically the same, so like a four one. Four one or kind of four three three, depending on how how you're looking at it. But um, yeah, I still don't think uh, so. Nichols, I think he keeps his place for me. Uh, I don't think Peeper's fit, so go with Turton again, and then Pearson and Colwell and Toff. Um, I'm going to be mean and take Scott High out there um, because I basically want Holmes to be in midfield because that's where I think he should play. Um, if he doesn't do it, that's where he wants to play. I keep banging on about this. So, Holmes goes there for me. You have Hogg, you have O'Brien. Uh, so, on right wing, I'm putting Sorber in because I think when Sorber came on uh, in the Wednesday game, he looked good. Um, obviously, he had that chance where uh, Bannon managed to get it right at the minute, but he looked good. He looked, um, you know, and Sorber Thomas's set piece delivery is great, you know, and I think that would be really handy in this game. Um, and I've gone Karoma on the left. And I agree with you. I picked Danny Ward for this. Um, I can I completely agree with you about Rose. It looks like he's going to go be that guy that comes comes on and tries you know get some chances. And he, he did have a couple of chances. Um, and I think he looked pretty lively because um, he. To be honest, I'm still still a bit unsold on Rhodes. But I know it's only one game and it was against his former club. But I could see how he'd fit into the team, which is maybe um, you know not what I thought previously. So. So that's kind of my lineup. I do think again, I'd like to see Siani um, come on in this game. Uh, I think he looked, you know, exciting when he came on, and you know, the more minutes he can get as well. And um, I do think Scott High can, you know, can come on if the midfield's not working. Um, yeah, and I, I think that's it really. Um, I suppose I'll, I'll come to you now, Josh. Um, how do you see this game going really to close off? And what was your score prediction? You said you're feeling pretty confident for a win. Yeah, I am feeling confident just because of the opposition we're up against. Um, but saying that, you've got to beware always, haven't you, of the wounded animal. And that's what Derby are at the moment. They're a club that's you know, in a mess, really, aren't they? Um, but, but if you look at their squad, what they've got to pick from at the moment, there's, there's no way we shouldn't, we shouldn't be beating them, which is quite a bold statement. But it's more, it's more reflection on Derby than town. I'm, I'm not saying... Town have an amazing side and they're going to uh, steamroll the division. It's more just the fact in this particular game, we happen to be playing Derby, who were in disarray. And yes, they're going to get some players in probably before the game, but it's not a, it's not a case of just getting the players in, putting them straight on the pitch and uh, expecting things to happen. It's going to take time for those players to bed in. Um, it could be a team of strangers, basically. Um, if they get in the likes of Jagielka, Curtis Davis. I know they've been training together and stuff, which which will help, but they're still all new players and you know it's it's gonna take time for them to gel. Um so on that basis, I think town will win, but I think we will struggle to score goals this season. 
So on that basis, I'm going to say Town's going to win it 2-0, but the second goal will come late on. Um, so I'm going to say Karoma's going to put us 1-0 up, um, start the second half, and then Rhodes will come on, double the lead right at the end. Oh, I like it. That's very, very specific, mate. Let's uh, <laughs> let's hope it comes to fruition. Yeah, for me, um, I completely agree. I mean, again, when you listen to all the pre-season predictions, um, given the, the state derby you're in, um, everyone's got them not bottom. Um, it's hard, hard to disagree with. I think you look at this game and on paper, to use the classic, I'm going to chuck as many cliches in as I can, but on paper, if you could play any team on the opening day of the season, it would be Derby County. Um, I do think because we're away and because they'll have fans back in, and because there's an expectation that we should win this game, um, I think it's going to be a bit of a cagey one. You know, Derby, like you say, you talk about the wounded animal. I can see this being a bit of a cagey affair. Um, and I think it's going to have a one-goal swing. So I'm going to be confident because it, the season's not started. So I'm going to go for a 2-1 town win. Um, but I do think I could see this game because we've talked about chance creation before and how we think that's going to be an issue for town this season. I can see this being 1-1 for quite a while. Um, you know, maybe even us taking the lead and getting pegged back. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a tough game. But I, the, to be honest, the difference I think is going to be um, we'll look to be on the front foot and I think it might be the subs that make the difference like you say you talked about Rhodes I think maybe Rhodes could could make a difference if Ward's kind of been running around for 70 minutes I also think Siani comes on you know he could create something so yeah 2-1 two, two win I'm going for um, but I, I think it might be one of them where if you're in the ground you're kind of um, I don't know taking sharp sharp intakes of breath and if you're uh, you know watching it elsewhere um could be a lot of swearing at the TV, so we will we will see, mate. But um, let's uh, we've both gone for a win, so um, we went for a draw both last week to win on penalties, and uh, look what happened. Yeah, I think you got it spot on, actually, didn't you? I did, yeah. Nil nil win on pens. That's what we're doing. Yeah, now. yeah. Great start. Class uh, class support from all the fans for you, the classics. Uh, but yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up, mate. So um, thanks to everyone for listening. Um, we'll be back next week to preview Fulham. Uh, we should have a guest by then as well. Um, so we will be in touch. But yeah, um, yeah, cheers for listening and uh, fingers crossed for a town win.
Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.